Welcome to the Old Time Misfits Podcast. Welcome to the All Time Misfits Podcast. Today we got uh, myself, Little B, Cowboy, and the Hater. We are going to go run down the docket of what we're going to be talking about today. We got to talk about some of those big paychecks that went out during the week. We're going to talk about uh, the Blue Jays in limbo, the Redskins in trouble, the NBA predictions, and some mailbag questions from some of our followers. So uh, let's go ahead and get this started for today. Uh, we, we are going to start off with the Chris Jones paycheck going we did not call this correct last week did we guys yeah no let's not fuck that up yeah i mean i definitely didn't see chris jones getting a paycheck from the chiefs that's for sure um we're gonna admit that uh i didn't think they would have the budgets to be able to pay both mahomes and chris jones but i mean i i mean that doesn't deny from the facts what we said last week where they're not gonna be able to have the money they're not gonna be able to keep paying people I mean, they're going to be losing a lot of, you know, they might have the, you know, the the key players, but they're not going to be able to afford all the little nuanced guys that actually help win Super Bowls at the end. So, well, the reason why they paid Hunt Jones is they, uh, they paid Hunt Jones $60 million guaranteed. So, that means over the course of four years, they're only going to have to pay, like, 10 million per cap per year. Yes, but yeah, I mean, that's. From the cap hit, not that hard. And I was looking into the Mahomes contract, and a lot of that salary is guaranteed money. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean. So he actually kind of did take that, the Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, Chris Jones definitely did take a little less than I expect. I mean, I consider Chris Jones probably easily a top three defensive tackle in the NFL. And I mean, I feel like for a four year deal, he kind of settled at $52 million. I mean, but he definitely didn't. He definitely now uh, set the market for defensive tackles for the top paying ones. You know, I'm a huge Packer fan here and I'll go off subject here really fast and say, you know, we probably just scored a deal for Kenny Clark because Kenny Clark's not on the deal, and he's just as or just right behind Chris Jones in talent. So uh, a good sign for the Packer fans out there that we probably won't get too hurt on the Chris or the Kenny Clark deal that's hopefully coming up soon. This year, Kenny Clark is on his final year of his deal, so that's why. So it's he'll, a big probably thing. Get, he'll probably get uh, around nine million. I don't Kenny Clark, ninety million. Yeah, he got eighty five. So, eighty five million. So and I, I think Kenny Clark's a little bit better. He's underrated. So I feel like he'll get ninety million. Yeah. The Packers I mean, yeah. like the like the Packers like the pay the defenders. Uh, that's not true, really. Not li- I mean, I can't say that because I really haven't got to see what our new Brian Gutenkis likes to do. But, I mean, under Ted Thompson for the last couple of years, he let a lot of talent walk. I mean, he let Casey Hayward run off to your Chargers. He let Micah Hyde go to the Bills. I mean, Pitchard second. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, 
we'll see what happens. But, I mean, hopefully the Packers can get a deal done with him. But talking about defense still and on the defensive line or linebacker inside, whatever you want to call him, Miles Garrett also a day later signs a massive contract to stay with the Cleveland Browns. What do we think about this signing, guys? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Five years, $125 million. And, I mean, I think Miles Garrett is a great player, by the way. I mean, I don't know how you guys really feel about him, but he's – I mean, I think he's great. And um, – in a weird way, I don't even think that he's maybe even reached his full potential yet. I mean, last year, I mean, obviously we know what happened to him last year. He sat some games for hitting the Steelers guy in the uh, head. But, you know, uh, before that, I mean, he had 10 sacks in 10 games. So, I mean, I think the money is warranted. I think he's worth all that money and, and you know, maybe even then some really. But, um, I mean, I think it's a good deal for both of them, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue. It's a great, I mean, Miles Garrett is, I mean, talented through and through. I mean, you can't argue that, even though I'm not a big fan of the person sometimes because of, I feel like he might be a little too dirty on the field. And I mean, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of he said, she said between the whole incident between him and, you know, Mason Rudolph, but I don't care. You don't, you don't use a helmet as a weapon and hit somebody in the head with that. You know that to me. Not even if it's a Steelers player, though. You don't even. Not make even it if it's an exception for that. I don't make it. You know, no, I don't make exceptions. I mean, oh, you know. That, sorry, that's just not a. That's not a cool thing to do. I mean, but he's a great, talented player, and hopefully, you know, this uh, that awoken him. You know, the st- kind of stay more straight and narrow because you know two wrongs don't make a right here. So hopefully. I mean, the money's well worth worth it. I'm not going to take it away. He is he's earned his money, like you said. You know, he's an amazing player. Ten tax and ten games. You know, not many players do that. What do you think, Gator? It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer contract. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Almost like the route of Patrick Mahomes and his city. They gave him a contract. Well, 125 million, 100 million guaranteed. So that's 125 million that you're gonna have to pay later. Yeah. So, so I'm a player that like like uh how would effect hasn't the temple yet. Yeah. So unlike these last two signings that made no sense or no bueno here, let's go ahead and go on move to the next big signing of the week which was Derrick Henry, which I think we're going to be a little bit more uh, hater on here because on my end, I don't pay running backs that my, that much money, in my opinion. I don't know about you guys, but i much rather, and I know it's – I mean, I probably would have done what the Patriots – or the, the Steelers did. I would just tag the player a couple of years and let him walk and let another team sign him because usually it just, just doesn't work. You don't pay running backs, in my opinion. I mean, I, and I, you know, I'm in that situation right now where we have to probably pay Aaron Jones here. I mean, I know we drafted A.J. Dillon, but I can't see us not running a a running back core or committee here. So I just I, – I mean, if you can get a running back for a cheap price, I'm okay. But what Derrick Henry just signed, that's a little little rich for my blood. What do you guys think? Hater, cowboy? Um, you don't pay running back. The problem is, it's the same thing, they let Melvin Gordon walk. Mm-hmm. And 
I come back in Manhattan because we didn't overpay a guy that really doesn't need to be overpaid at all. And, yeah, the, and Derek Henry has not been the same type of bat of the caliber of uh, Princeton Manhattan who just got a contract for the Panthers. He's not the same type of bat. He's not a receiver. No, I hear for Alabama. So you almost wonder when that internet heads up for him and he's gonna fall off the market, basically. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Sure. I mean he in his career he's only had fifty seven career receptions. What were you gonna say, Cowboy? Or- well, okay, so you're telling me I'm the only one here that's willing to play uh pay a running back, huh? Oh wow. Yes, it sounds like you are the only one. Oh, okay, to pay. so here here's <laughs> Okay, so here's the rule with the uh, paying running backs. Pay for me. Running back. not... Why wouldn't you pay a running back? Why wouldn't you pay a running back? Wouldn't you pay the running back for two years and then you'll get at least a second round pick compensation? And you can't get a second. Okay, so you can't I... get a second round compensation for a player. The highest you can get is a third. Okay, whatever. It don't matter. Okay, so but here's the thing. So there's a couple. There's a couple of rules I got about paying running backs. The first one is. They got to be elite. I'm not just paying somebody that's just good or, you know, something like that. That's not, that's the first part. Second part is I would never give them a second big deal. I mean, actually it's weird because in, in um, Henry's case, he actually, I didn't realize he's 26 already, Mm -hmm. but most of these guys are usually younger than that when they're, it's time for their, you know, first big deal. But here's the thing. The deal's not really, to me, as bad as it looks because I was looking the other day, and, I mean, this basically averages out to, like, 12.5 per year, which sounds like a lot for a running back, especially if you're not willing to pay one anyways. But if you are willing to pay them, then this really isn't that bad because I know that there's, like, a handful of guys making more at the running back position than him now. And, honestly, a couple of them aren't even better than he is. I know one of them – one of them is David Johnson. He's making, like, 13.1 per year. And, I mean, at this point, you know, I don't think anybody can argue that David Johnson is better than Derrick Henry. So, I mean, no. I'm, I'm cool with paying running backs if they're elite and if they're not too old. Like, in this but, case, like, I mean, he'll never get another big deal because we know what the shelf life is of a running back. But you just help, you know, fight our argument by saying what you just said. It doesn't matter how old they are. I mean, look at David Johnson. Three years ago, he was considered a top three running back, and now we're talking about David Johnson like he's a scrub after he signed his big deal. And now you just want to sign and give another big deal to a running back and who's a bruiser running back that sooner or later the body will break down. He has over, I think, 900 attempts already in the NFL rushing. You know, so right, but the, only, the only thing the oh, only yeah, thing I'll say about that, down. though, the only thing I'll say about that, though, is that – David Johnson went through some pretty big injuries the last couple of years, though. I mean, and I know that can happen to anybody, but if we're we're just assuming, I mean, and I we have to assume that Henry's going to be healthy. If he's going to be healthy, I think he's going to live this contract out pretty well for them. I mean, barring any injuries that we can't really predict. The only, and then I mean, I know he he was he was abused at Alabama, obviously, but I mean, the NFL, I mean. His first couple of years, he really was not used that much, really, compared to what a lot of, like, workhorse-type running backs were. So, we'll see. I honestly didn't know he was 26, though, until, like, literally a few minutes ago. So, 
He's he actually had more. I mean, yeah, his his rookie year they did not use him as much because he was behind Demarco Murray. But you know, he still had like I'm trying to get a pull up to make sure I can tell everybody what he did have. He had well, 110 rushing attempts his rookie year. Yeah, and then That's his sophomore year. Yeah, that is a lot for a rookie that just came out of Alabama. His set and this is look at this trend: 110 his rookie year, 176 his sophomore year, 215 his junior year, and then I will say his senior year he had 303 attempts. What's the one common denominator in that every year? What happens? They keep going up. But but in, in fairness up. though. In, in fairness, though, the first 2016 and 17, that really is not very many carries for a, a starting running back, though. Well, I mean, I'll give you last year, they, last year they ran him to death, but. Well, but you got to remember. So in the, his rookie year, he had 20, he was on 25% of the snaps. His sophomore year, he was on 40% of the snaps. His junior year, he was on 49.1, so 41% of times in the snaps. And last year, he was up to 60% of snaps. Again, another trend that keeps showing it moving up forward. This is a big bruising running back that probably will not be able to stay healthy because he's a bruiser. He, those are a lot of touches and a lot on the field. That's going to probably end up sooner or later making him being off the field because his body's going to break down. That's, you know, that's just my opinion. And yes, you there is four running backs that get paid more than Derek John, Derek Henry right now. And you've named we've named two of them. The other two are Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell. Two of those four in front of him have not earned up to their contract extension. If you talk to some people, they're saying Ezekiel Elliott has not earned up to his contract extension. So you're talking oh. about we're talking about a lot of running backs there. And his senior of college, yeah, Henry had 400 touches, almost. That's a lot of touches in 13 games. I just, That's a lot I, of touches. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say this though, because I, I gotta be honest. I don't, I never, I never have understand. And these are just like the never pay running backs. People have come out like recently. It seems like in the last like couple of years. But I mean, okay, so we okay. So just for an example, okay. Uh, my team, their running back is it needs a deal here soon, okay? The dude is 23 years old. You're telling me you're not giving Joe Mixon a running back? I mean, a contract either. I mean, if the dude had the dude had 1,100 yards last year with. I mean, and let's and I'm not being dramatic here, with probably you know, Joe the worst Mixon is good. line I've ever seen. If I can get Joe Mixon on a Melvin Gordon type deal, then yes, I'm giving I'm giving Joe Mixon. Of Melvin Gordon but, type but of deal. I think that's unrealistic, though, because I mean, eight million dollars I mean, in my year? mind. Eight million dollars. I mean, a year in my, no, I mean no, not for him. I mean, like this dude, this dude went over eleven hundred yards last year with no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you. I mean, the Bengals line last year was maybe the worst anyone's seen in for a long time. I mean, it was that's that a, bad. That's only sixty-eight yards a game. Right, but do you realize how uh, what an accomplishment that, that is, though, for the line that he was running behind, though? Yes, I, I and understand. And, I, and again, he's only twenty-three, too, though. He's twenty-three now. He's twenty-six. There's a big difference there. I got there. the numbers. I got the numbers. Sports Facts went no medicine, number ten, and running back. And no need. His estimated 
estimated market value is $426 million. Four years, you say 26? Mm-hmm. 26 for four yeah, years. Yeah, but that's unrealistic, too. We, I mean, I mean, you can say that's half. what you I mean, pay them, but we know that's that, that, that that's not going to be the deal. No, I mean, but realistically, what I think the deal will be, I mean, I think realistically the deal is going to be like four years, 48. And I, I mean, personally, I'm not even going to care. No, I'm not paying it, guy. That's, you're giving, you're gi giving Joe Mixon, you're going to give him the big boy money. You're giving him not, the, not him you're giving him the top five. We're talking about a dude that, I mean, I mean, I don't think without any argument. Okay, with without any argument from anybody, he's top ten in the league, right? And I actually think he's more like top like seven. I agree. Joe Mixon is a top five. Joe Mixon, hands down, is a top. I would honestly say he's he's probably top six, top five. I mean, in talent You're not going to pay a twenty. You're not paying a twenty-three-year-old running back. Even I'm talking twenty-three. You're not going to pay him close to what Henry got. I think he's more than 50 million Henry as well. Because, I mean, I also, without, I mean, I'm, I, without a doubt in my mind, Cincinnati is going to pay him that. They're not going to let him walk. I mean, I know they won't. But that's what's, so what's wrong with four years, eight million, four years, 10? He's, I mean, well, why are you going to put your money in? Why not? Realistically, you want to get them for as cheap as you can, but I'm just saying that if we're being like, you know, real with ourselves, we know they're, they're okay. If he just saw Henry, which granted, I know he outperformed him last year, but let's be honest, he also played again uh, with a really good O line, too, if we want to be honest. He, there's no way he's going to take $8 million a year. I mean, I don't believe he will. I mean, if he does, I'll be shocked, and I think you guys will, too. Because I think he he's going to be looking more in that like twelve million dollar range. I mean, yeah. He, because I'm pretty sure that right. he thinks he's top ten too. Yeah, and I mean, but remember, I mean, just I, I mean, I get it. I'm looking at the contracts right now out there for running backs. I mean, not I mean, a lot how of get can, paid. How can Joe Mixon sit there? His agent's going to be like, "Well, hold on." So David Johnson's getting like thirteen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just think about it. I mean. The market tells you he's going to get like a deal in the neighborhood that I said. Right the market was out there for Melvin Gordon to get a deal. Look at this. Know who the number five ranked running back on Fort Flat is right now? Number five, Austin Eckler. Yeah, Austin Eckler is very slept upon, and he got a great. I mean, the he was and great. And, but I mean, it's going to change a little bit under Tyrod if uh, if uh, Justin Herbert doesn't start because. Philip Rivers just, you know, was the dunk down king to the running backs, and was filled out the out they of the way. A, I don't know how. You know, they, they got a you know, million. Austin, yeah, I mean, if that's Austin Eckler, yeah, Austin, that you know, th that's the kind of contract I'm giving to a running back like an Austin Eckler. I'm not going to go out and give these monster contracts to these running backs because it usually doesn't pan out for you very well. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I get it, and I'm I understand, you know, Cowboys and Tyler's argument here with. Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe Mixon is a top seven running back in the league, but I mean, right now you can afford it because you got a rookie contract on a rookie quarterback. So, I mean, right now you pay the run, you probably pay the running back to be friendly to your quarterback 
and then when your his contract's up, it's the time to give your quarterback the contract, and you can kind of be like, okay, you let the running back walk and pay the quarterback. So I mean, Cincinnati is in a different situation entirely because of having the money, the cap space. Because well, they've sucked for so long and they don't play players, and then also that they can <laughs> they have a they have they have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal for five years, so they can't afford to pay Joe Mixon a four-year contract here, and then wait to say, all right, well now you're at your 27th, 28th, we're not going to give you another contract because it's going to be a you're going to probably look for bigger cash again. So I mean that's I mean do any more comments on the Joe Mixon or uh, running the running back getting paid? From anybody. No, I'm good. Uh, you just got to pay running backs, though, if they're elite. But that's all I got to say on that. All right. No, you don't so, want right. to pay running backs. Don't want them to pay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next thing we got is uh, who gets paid next and how much? I mean, I, I think we already know Tyler's uh, opinion who gets paid next and how much. But let's just see. Who Are you still sticking with Joe Mixon or do you have somebody out there else out there for you? Oh, no, no, no. I got somebody else. This, this isn't Bengals related. So, okay. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's going to get paid really soon, but I don't know if he will get paid next. But this is who I want to see get paid next. I want to see the deal that Deshaun Watson gets. Oh, Because, yeah. I mean, to me, he to me he's already a superstar type player. I don't know if other people feel he's on that level yet, but I do. I mean, I say he's, like, top, probably top three in the league at this point. So, Ooh, we know he's going to get a big deal. Whoa, and I, whoa, I, I, whoa, I'm whoa, curious whoa. what it looks like. Yeah, that's you're 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 going a little. You're uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. You just, I mean, I like Deshaun Watson a lot, but going out top three, you you uh, you planted a flag out there for some Deshaun Watson truthers. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so uh, well, I mean, let's not kid ourselves, okay? One is Mahomes, and two is Russell Wilson. But I mean, you can't argue for Deshaun Watson after that. Oh no, not not. If you said five, I, I'll give you the argument. But three, I can't give you. The okay, argument. I'll, that would I'll change it just for you. But in my heart, it's still top three. I'll just make you feel yeah. better about it. I mean, he's a top five. But I mean, you can argue so many people right now in front of him. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about right now, right, 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 right now. I mean, I can't give. I mean, I still have to put Drew Brees there. I probably have to put Tom Brady there. I would argue Aaron oh. Rodgers, even though he's been down the last couple of years. Uh, you have. I mean, Carson Wentz, who's been injured, who's probably just as talented. I mean, you. I mean, the list can go on. I mean, there's I, a lot of young quarterbacks out there. I, I gotta just stop you for a second. I can't let you get by with saying Tom Brady at this point's better than uh, Deshaun Watson with his noodle arm. Uh, uh, my question is, this year? He's I gonna agree with you. I'm not arguing with you, but yeah, you have to give the goat his respect, and that's all I'm doing. No, that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, I mean, I'm talking today. Like today. You got a number. You got a number. Today you still have a number. I'm talking numbers. I'm talking everybody. I'm talking the guy who's next to get the big deal. So, I mean, to me, I mean, I want to see him get a big deal. I'm, 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 I'm kind of intrigued because I wonder if, if Houston's smart enough, or if they, what kind of deal they're going to give them? Are they going to go the Patrick Mahomes route, not with that type of money, but are they going to go with that type of length of contract, though? I mean, we are talking about Bob now, so I mean, let's. We well, don't know I what mean, he's going to do. I mean, I mean, let's have hope for our Texans fans out there and hope that he is gone and has nothing to do with anything else after this year because he's about as big I mean, of a joke as you can get. 
if you looked at it and created a guy like Hopkins, couldn't pay Watson. Yeah, you have to pay Watson, and I, I like it. And, I mean, if we're going off of recent quarterbacks getting paid, I mean, you have to give probably Watson $35 million a year, right? I mean, probably forty. I'm, but I'm not. I'm thinking forty. You're giving him just. You're giving him Patrick Mahomes, and he's never won a playoff game. Well, I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, technically, it is. He's he's choked the games. But it's not his fault that the defense allowed what? You're, you're, I mean, he's been there. He's had the talent. He's he's made the decisions. I I'm sorry. I gotta. I mean, I like Deshaun Watson a lot, but I'm not giving him forty million. That's just. That's a little too rich for my blood. I'll I'll pay him thirty five all day every day, but that extra five, we're, we're he's not Patrick Mahomes level right now. He has to prove it to me. So, so what do you guys have as the next player in line to get paid big? I, I'm gonna well, say go ahead, you know, my I'm gonna say my boy. Who's your boy? Bill Bosa. Joey Bill Bosa. Okay. What's that, Lincoln? The second best. Them in the league. So, so, how much are you get? How much are you giving them? I'm gonna give them. I'll give them 130 million. Whole? Oh, how many years? I'll give them five years. You give him 26 million a year. Why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't you give him the same deal that you did that the Browns did Miles Garrett? Because Garrett. Uh, unlike Boza, only stays off the f- stays off the field because of personality issues. Boza stays off the field because he's hurt. So I mean, you're paying somebody who has a hit- known history problem a lot of money. I mean, they can have an injury clause. I mean, I-, I like Joey. I do. I mean, Joey's a great player, and, and I I get paying him. But oof. we got we got some uh, smoke coming out of here. This guy's. I mean, we're talking about a lot of money today. I mean- I, I honestly, I'm on record. I'm on record as saying that Billy Bosa is not gonna get paid by the Chargers. I mean, he his best season at sacks is 12 and a half, and that was three years ago. Right. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, that's that's good. I mean, pay, you know, getting 10 sacks a, a year is really good, but that's it's, a lot of money it's for the talent for me. I, I don't, I can't see how you, I don't see how they let him walk, but I would, yeah, I mean, you, if it was me, but. No, I'm not letting him walk. I get it, but that means Melvin Ingram's gone. You're not going to be able to afford both of them. That's what I'm saying. They, no, I mean, you can't keep they everybody. Might let, they, they might let Joe Dunn walk, and then they'll pay Melvin Ingram, and they also have a bunch of other But guys I'm paying the younger guy. I'm paying the younger guy. I'll let Mel, I mean, Melvin Ingram now is 32, and Joey Bozo is what, 24, 23? What is he? Yeah, something like that. 26. He's 25. Yeah, he's, 20, he yeah. just turned 25. Yeah, so that's just my point. You're, I, I, so you're I, give him five years. He'll be done by the time. Yeah, that you happens, give him so. the. You, it's not give, that bad. you give him the. No, it's not. I, you give I, him I mean, deal. if you got a, if you got a pick between Ingram or Bosa, I mean, it's a no-brainer for Bosa. Yeah, it is. I mean, is. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. I just it was shocking the number for me. Just what he said. I mean, I get what he. I get your point, though. I mean, more I think about it, I understand it. There's no. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I understand. It makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if I have to pick, I mean, there's a couple of guys out there who's going to get paid. You know, I could go homerism here and 
hope it's Kenny Clark and he gets a, his his deal. I mean, that's really who I would hope for right now at this point. But, I mean, and we can't talk about Dak. Dak's, you know, can't sign a deal until next year. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of players, I mean, maybe – I think I'm going to have to go with Yannick Nanduko. I can't say his name right now, but the Jaguars are going to have to trade him and he's going to get bank. And he's talking about a guy who's, we're going to look at getting, you know, the 120, $130 million range when somebody finally ponies up and trades for him because the Jaguars are just going to have to bail ship on him because he's not going to play for them anymore. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I would definitely give him big money. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. He. I. I. I really like him. I've. I've liked him since he was a rookie. You know, you could just when I first watched him play, I'm like, this dude's legit. You know, before he was really even a everyday starter, I was like, this, why is this guy not playing more? And now look at him. He's sitting here. You know, holding out. You know, trying to get a contract, got screwed, and now he's asking for a trade. And the guy deserves his money. He's. He's a hell of a player. So, uh, you got anything to uh, say on that on that subject there, uh, Hater? Or are you good? I I I get paid. I, I don't know what's up with the grad ones not paying the players, but yeah, if I, if I was a player, I wouldn't well, want to play in Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, no, right. the weird the weird part about Jacksonville is though, it's like there was a year where there was a couple of years like back, like where they were signing everybody, like but they just weren't. It seemed like they weren't signing their own. Like they was diving in free agency, like you wouldn't believe. But now it's like I don't understand what the deal is there, but they traded Case Campbell for nothing. Literally, they yeah, traded one of the best nothing. defensive ends in the league for nothing. I mean, this team was, you know, five minutes away from the Super Bowl to now, you know, consider a laughing stock in the NFL again. Again. <laughs> again. I mean, we're talking, you know, I mean, they've had more relevancy in the last, you know, 20 years than the Cincinnati Bengals. Little pot oh, shots at Tyler man. today. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only going to let so much go. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are trying to get me all, all fired up and stuff on a Sunday evening. So, but, you know, you know, I feel like crap. So you guys got me on here. So I got at least, you know, get some kind of fun out of it. So, all right, we'll keep on moving. And let's talk about the big news in the NFL world right now and talk about these uh, Washington uh, Redskins or, I shouldn't even call that. I'm going to take a little coming phrase from our, our boy, Pat McAfee, and we'll call him the Washington TBVs because, you know, right now we don't know what to call them. So uh, what do you think about the whole uh, thing going down in uh, Washington, Hater? This is a mess. You got, what, what is it, like 10 women are allegating that multiple Western officials were, uh, what, trying to have sexual relations with them. Uh, you have the rumor that uh, Nate Lewin was selling uh, cylinders, all that nonsense. And then you have the owner who hasn't really said anything. Yeah, I'm the owner, been... you, if you're the owner of that team, wouldn't you want to get in front of that? I mean, yeah, he's been... Somebody who's on his doorstep saying, it's all your fault. You ran the team. Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can say right now that, I mean, it's it's just despicable. I mean, I, I have so many words that I could say that I have for Dan Snyder and the Washington 
whatever you want to call them right now. But uh, there's only one thing that needs to be happening. And if the NFL doesn't do it, it's going to be a, a stain on them forever. And that is making the Washington Redskins up for sale and kicking Dan Snyder out as an owner. He does not deserve to be an NFL owner. He has completely and utterly disgraced uh, the, the NFL and what it means to be an owner. And, his platform, even though, you know, I mean, everything he's done is despicable and the man should face every maximum penalty that there is because it's just truly and honestly wrong. He, he knows what happened in this facility. He was part of it. And he's been sitting here hiding behind walls because he's too afraid to talk because he knows, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be shamed because he knows what he's done. And he, he's now living the repercussions and trying to avoid everybody And the NFL needs to take the fullest measures possible. Like they've done with Jerry Richardson and kick him out mm-hmm. of the league. What do you guys say? The Redskins stuff is, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys said it best. It, it's a mess. And it, I mean, it's a lot of other words too. It's a shame. I mean, I mean, people have people have not liked Dan Snyder. It seems like for years in Washington, and you know they were also he was under fire too because he said he claimed multiple times they wouldn't even change the Redskins' name. Um, yeah, I mean he doesn't seem like a upstanding guy, that's for sure. And um, yeah, I agree. He he should have to sell the team. And I also have this like weird suspicion that there might be more to this that we don't know that might come out eventually too. Like there might be even worse. Yeah, the whole Washington Redskins situation. I don't even want to call them the Redskins because that's not what their name anymore. I mean, that's a whole different subject for a different day. I mean, I, I think just right now the whole world is going crazy with uh, everything. But, uh, yeah, Dan Snyder needs to be kicked out of the NFL. The 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 Daryl Green, obviously, you know, and then the broadcaster – I mean, just reading that story, I don't know if you guys read the, uh, the Washington Post article about it all, but I mean, there are some very shady, nasty individuals in the Redskins and some things that they have done to, you know, sexualize women and, uh, you know, just completely and utterly, mis- you know, demeanor them. And it's something needs to change badly over there. And I, I hate really giving them more talking because really they shouldn't be talked about. I mean, it's just, I, I, I feel sorry for all women that have had gone through that. And I hope that uh, things change for them. Does anybody yeah, else have any more? I, I missed that bit. Yeah. So uh, we'll go on and uh, move on to the Blue Jays in limbo. I mean, Canada's telling the Blue Jays they can't play. But uh, I read earlier that it sounds like Buffalo might stand up and let them play in Buffalo for the time being. So what do you guys think about the Blue Jays? I'm just glad that, you know, I mean, I think we kind of figured that somebody was going to allow them to play. And, you know, that's great. But I have no idea what what the Canadian government is doing here. But, yeah, it's pretty – I mean, we know, you know, the stuff that's going on right now, you know, no matter how you feel about it, it, it's a real – you know, it's going on. and. But they're the only they're the only team that said, "Hey, you can't play in this city or whatever." So it's it's a very unfortunate thing for them. But I'm glad that you know it's going to be resolved and they're going to be able to play somewhere. It, at least somebody stepped up. I mean, I think the big thing about Toronto saying no and Canada saying no is that there's no home games, so there's no financial benefit for it right now. 
they want to be, you know, trying to act like they're uh, trying to be good. But I really think it just comes down to there's no money for them right now. And probably the traveling across borders, because I, I really think those are the two things down that there's no financial benefit for them because there's not going to be uh, fans at home games. And they didn't want the all the teams from around the United States coming into Toronto for these home games. I did, like I said, I did see that the Buffalo was standing up, but that might have been some little bit of false rumors because the Blue Jays, are, as of two hours ago, are still scrambling to find a home. Buffalo wouldn't you want to stand up and say, hey, I'm playing here. We also think about the most fight that they do that MLB and let's say this happens again. You can't have, think about pulling your franchise from across the border and not having the franchise from Canada. It's just as easy to put the Blue Jays it's not, it's not that hard. But the MLB has the money. They can throw the stages tomorrow if they want it. Well, now it's, it's the about players. Money. It's about money. It, it's, it, it's downright comes down to money. There's no money in it right now. That's There's no doubt in my mind about that. You're right, hater. But uh, so I'm reading, and I was more curious because it is now saying Blue Jay players are not keen on Buffalo. They want an MLB caliber park. So Buffalo, they would obviously have to play and uh, – the Buffalo Bill wow. Stadium, wow. and or I mean, or the Buffalo Bison's little small stadium, and apparently that's not good enough for the Blue Jays right now. Like it, you should be happy that somebody's allowing you to play in a stadium to play baseball. You're not playing. No, no, that, no, that's despicable. Okay. Yeah, it's I understand if there was fans and you wanted fans to be able to sit there and watch a game and you wanted more fans, but we're talking. I mean, they've already talked about pumping crowd noise in the stadiums for the players because there's going to be no fans in the games. So to, to deny playing in any type of, you know, park is just asinine in my opinion that, you know, this is why sometimes sports it's hard to follow and talk about because you got these guys making millions of dollars complaining about, you know, minute things. What do you think there, uh, Cowboy? Yeah, I, I seen something that Buffalo was going to try to, like, make accommodations to make it more like what they would be used to in Toronto. I don't know how they would do that or what would happen there, but I don't know. I mean, at this point, I mean, the season is, I mean, right I mean, right on the doorstep. They don't really have many options. They're going to have to probably take what they can get and just like it or act like they like it. I didn't know this, and I don't know if you guys knew this. The stadium they would play in would be their AAA-affiliated team stadium. The Buffalo Bison. No, that's what I'm saying. You're literally going to be playing in a triple A affiliated stadium. So, I mean, those are pretty, usually pretty nice stadiums. And it's I your own. The Buffalo, Bison, the Buffalo Bison is pretty new. If I remember correctly, I think that stadium is kind of new. I can't see if it's a newer stadium or not. No, it opened in 1988. So it's, it's 32 years old now. So, but I mean, it's a nice stadium looking at it. I'm looking on the internet and looking at these photos. I mean, I don't know what their complaints are. I mean, it's just like any other AAA affiliated team stadium if you look at them. It's not that old. Come on. No, it's not. I mean, 32 years old, but, you know. Not the A stadium that was named the 50s. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, you had the Braves who go through – two stadiums in less than Bartolo Colon's career. Colon last outlasted Turner Field Stadium. <laughs> nice little uh, nugget of fact there, if you guys didn't know that. 
I didn't know that. <laughs> Bartolo Colon's that's career terrible. is longer than than Turner Field's field. I mean, that's fantastic. Well, I you, only, you any... By the way, I I only refer to Bartolo Colon as Big Sexy. By the way, so I don't know who you're talking. About. <laughs> All right, for you people out there who only know him that way, Big Sexy outlasted <laughs> Turner Field. All right. I mean, that is just a heck of a career for a big, sexy man. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to turn over the tables here really fast to Tyler and let him talk to us about the NBA predictions because he has this down to a pat. Go ahead, Tyler. Okay, so I'm just going to run through what's going on because, okay, so NBA restart starts at the end of July. There are 22 teams that were invited out there, and I'm going to just run through the ones that weren't invited because, let's be honest, they suck. Um, and those teams are Charlotte, Chicago, New York, Detroit, Atlanta, my Cleveland Cavaliers, Minnesota, and Golden State. So basically, 22 teams that are out there will play eight regular season games to determine playoff seeding. The one thing that's that's different than usual, though, is they're doing some weird thing where the the eighth and ninth seed, assuming that the ninth seed is not more than four games behind the eighth seed, they will play the eighth seed in a um, a playing game. So basically, if the eighth seed wins once against them, they'll be in. But if the ninth seed wins two games in a row against the eighth seed, they will overtake them and become the eighth seed. What's weird about it is in the East, there's actually only one team capable of being the ninth seed because they didn't bring that many East teams because obviously the East is not as good as the West. So that team would be the Wizards, and I, I think that they're awful, so I highly doubt that they'll win hardly any games in the startup. And then in the Western Conference, it's a lot more interesting because you have Memphis in the eighth seed, and then ninth seed right now is the Portland Trailblazers, but you have the Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns, and they're all like right on the ninth seed's tail. So it's going to be really interesting when that starts up. And I know that here in a few weeks, once the seeding is set, we will be doing an NBA prediction show on all of that. Well, yes. stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned for that, which should hopefully be maybe next week or the following week. We'll just have to decide after uh, everything start, kind of starts to settle because right now NBA is just – all up in the air. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, move to some mailbag questions from uh, some of our listeners. Uh, we appreciate these. Keep sending them in. We'll try to answer as many as we can throughout the weeks. Uh, the first one is from uh, at Dylan out Toronto, and he asks, who is our favorite MVP and Cy Young candidate this season? Who do you got there, uh, Hater? My MVP? I'm going to go out and play it for the NL. I got Lonzo, though. He's already waiting now last year. If he can come out and just uh, swing him at bat, just like he was in the playoffs, uh, he's going to be the MVP. Either him or uh, your boy, Ahuna. There it is. And then my dog horse for the MVP and the, and the NL will be uh, Mookie Betts. Did you see Mookie Betts yesterday striking out swinging? Hit his first bat? It was beautiful. Yeah, right. It was amazing. I, I'm okay with that, actually. I, I, I really don't want to see him do that well. I'm going to take for my NL MVP, um, Lil B's guy, Ronald Acuna. There we go. Good man. The dude's so young, We're but he's so good. Him, and I, huh? I think that he could – I think he could win it this year. Are we going to 
Are we gonna wait? Are we gonna do the Cy Young right after this? I assume. Yeah, we'll just go right. We'll we'll both okay, answer okay, all the cool. MVPs and then we'll go into. Okay. The, uh, so who do you who do you have then? Will be for the MVP in the NL. All right. If I'm gonna go MLB AL NL right now, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be a homer. Freddie Freeman. You know he gets he gets you know peed on a lot. He doesn't. He's very undervalued. I mean, he's an amazing hitter. He gets the job done. He should have won it last year for us. But it's gonna be. I'm gonna go with Freddie Freeman. Even though it's probably not likely, it's more likely going to go to Yellow. I'm going to give you a, a very nice picture. The guy who asked that question is a big Freddie Freeman fan. There we go. See, he knows. He knows. Well, I'm, all I'm going to say is if I if I knew that right. we were going to be homers about this, I would have picked a Eugenio Suarez, just so we know. But Well, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be homer, but, I mean, Freddie Freeman, just so we guys understand, I mean, he got screwed last year out of the – the MVP run, not even being considered for what he did is blasphemy. You know, they, it was automatically just Yellick up there with uh, Cody Bellinger, who you absolutely have to bring about. But last year he had 38 home runs, 121 RBIs, and he was averaging 295. So he's not a joke. I mean, he he literally got screwed last year. No, yeah, that he got hurt for a little bit. He missed four games last year. Okay. That's it. That's why, like, you know, I'm not, I mean, it's a little bit of homerism, but it's also because he is a great player that got screwed out of the playoffs. And, you know, usually the hot team at least gets looked at. The Braves were hot and, you know, he never even got looked at. It was automatically, oh, it's Yellix. It's Yellix. Just give it to Yellix or give it to Cody. Forget Free Freeman. My man had 121 RBIs and 38 home runs last year and wasn't even in the debate. And that's most and in the 295 batting average. Just to, just to throw this in, then by the way, because I wasn't going to say this, but after you mentioned Freeman, I just I mean, people don't realize, by the way, how good Auenia Suarez is. Do you know, dude hit 49, 49 bombs last year. Think about that, 49 bombs, 103 yeah, RBI. Yeah, with one hand. but it, it doesn't matter. Plenty plenty of these parks are small. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it's unreal. Dude hit 49 bombs, 103 RBIs, and had, like, like nobody was talking about him at all. It's actually unreal, but y'all can go ahead now. I mean, I all get I'm it. All I'm saying yeah. is put some respect on Suarez's name. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking uh, respect off of his name either. I, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying, you know, my boy didn't get any respect. I mean, Suarez is a home run hitter, but he also – he, he doesn't have the greatest batting average. You know, he was 24 points behind my boy, Freddie Freeman. He, he, your boy was averaging 271 average to my 295. That's a, that's, you know, that's almost a quarter. That's a big difference in when it comes to hitting. But 49 home runs, yeah, that's well, incredible. That's the whole body of one, not just home runs. <laughs> but, and all right. Who, yeah. So, all right, go ahead, Hater. You started it last time. Who's your AL MVP? My AL MVP is a lot harder. There's about as many guys from the AL to choose from. I'm going to go ahead and pick a, a guy from the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to pick Austin Meadows. Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad – who do you got there, uh, Tyler? Well, I guess the question for me is, does anyone know for sure yet? Because I couldn't find this. Is Mike Trout playing this year? As of right because now, he's, I not, he's, not, he's, not opt, he's not opted out yet. Okay, so. not. Hey, well, yeah, I'm going to change mine. <laughs> Hold on. Retract. Hold on, back up. <laughs> I'm going to hit my clout and then off the nose and clout, I opt out. 
so if here here's how I'll do it. If Trout plays, then let's let's not even let's not kid ourselves. He's going to be the MVP. But if he does not play, I'm going to go with a dude that's like a super long shot, and he he played like like I'm just going to be honest. He played like ass last year, but. I think he was hurt for a good portion of it and never said anything, but that guy is Jose Ramirez from the Indians. We saw him play really good in 2017 and 18, and last year was just a down year, and I think he could have a shot, assuming that Trout doesn't play. Yeah, that's not – I get it. I mean, so my big thing is, yeah, Trout's obviously the best player, and I can't – nobody can argue that. And it's it's like, okay, yeah, you can give Trout the MVP every year. It's like giving LeBron the MVP every year. It's like – we know it's like it's not fun giving those guys the MVP. We know they're the best. I want to see that guy who has the breakout or has that great year that's not the Trout and LeBron because we know they are. They've earned. They've got theirs. Like I like to see other people to get it. So yes, obviously Trout's the favorite, but you know there's other couple guys out there like you know, and it's not much of a stretch. But I'm just gonna go ahead and you know because you guys want to you know, suck up to him and say they're the greatest thing to come this year. And I'm going to say that the Aaron Judge is my AL guy this year, even though, you know, I think it's going to be. I'm sure you don't want to lose I mean, I can. I, I can gladly <laughs> pick Luke you got your, Please, please, please tell us who you're going to pick as MVP from the Blue Jays, please. Who? I mean, I, I can go with, you know, Junior. You know, I have no problem picking Junior. I mean, this He's not even on the on the board for uh. You are, know, are you sure it ain't sure you don't want to make one of them bum pitchers one of them? I, you got you know what? Oh man, you're so uh, just wait. I'm not letting this go. I'm telling you, when the Blue Jays come out and destroy, I want you guys bowing at my feet. I, I want I want you guys bowing to me when this is all said and done, and my Blue Jays are going to be killing this year. All right, I, you know, I'll go Vlad Galera Jr. He's going to hit bombs left and right. I'll go Bo Bichette. I'm not afraid. Some of these guys can go out there and kill. All right, <laughs> just wait. You know what? You're lucky. You're lucky that. <laughs> but all right, we're going to go ahead and move on to the NL uh, Cy Young. Who you got there, uh, hater? Cy Young, I'm going to take Walker Bueller. No, no, I'm going to take Nolan Castillo from the Reds. Oh boy, he's going with my guy. Oh, he, he had a, you know, we, we've been giving you so much time, heart rough. He, he's like, you know what? I'll give him a little bit of a, 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 a break bit. here. Hey, Castillo is a beast, lot. but he's not my pick, by the way. But he is a beast, though. All right, who's your pick? Well. This just straight to the point, but I've got DeGrom taking his um, three-peat. He won in 2018-19, and I think he's going to do it in 2022. Yeah. I mean, again, I get it. I mean, this season, it's going to be weird. You know, a a side young is going to go to a guy who probably has – 10 wins at that. You know, it's going to be so weird with these side young awards this year. And you know what? I want to be a homer. I don't care. Give it to Mike Soroka. Guy should have been talked about last year getting it. And he, he didn't get it. And this year he's going to go out and kill it again. Give it to Soroka. I want to say Soroka. All right. Who do you got for a NL or AL Cy Young there, bud? Hater. Okay. Pilot last now. I'm going to stick with the okay. Rays again. I kind of went with the Yankees, but eh. You know, you're just, you know, I get it. I can't do it. All right, there. The Yankees. Hello. Who do you got there, uh, Tyler? 
Um, well, just one thing. So you're taking glass now, but not you're not going to take the other raised pitcher. Snell don't do anything for you. I, I like like Snell, now. I, did he not opt out? He's not opting out. He reported. Oh yeah, well. Reported. I know he was talking. I know he was talking about being a big baby. So okay, he did. Okay, so my my AL uh, Cy Young guy is going to be like kind of off the wall, but. <laughs> I remember, though, Lobie liked the Texas Rangers a little bit, and I'm going to go with the new Texas Ranger, Corey Kluber. Uh, dude go. has won it two times, 2014, 2017, and to be honest, like, the, I mean, there's no way around it. The dude played terribly last year. I think he was hurt, and I think he's going to bounce back in a big way, and I, I kind of like him, and he's a little bit of like a long shot type pick. Yeah, he can't, he's definitely a long shot. I like it, though. I, I mean, he he's definitely the pedigree to do it again, so I, I like that pick, and I'm going to – I'm just going to say a little bit again. I'm just going to go with Justin Verlander. You know, I'm going to keep it simple. Verlander's one of the best pitchers and probably the easiest favorite to win the Cy Young for the AL this year. So I'll just, I'll, I'm just going to put my bets towards that. All right, we'll go ahead and move on to the next uh, question. This one's more for a uh, hater here. It's from at Hedges Who, Austin Hedges Who, and it's, is Keenan Allen overrated? What do you got to say there, hater? Is Keenan Allen overrated? Yeah, that you know that's the problem with this question. I like it, uh, but it's like, what do you like? What is the definition of overrated for Keenan Allen? Because nobody looks at Keenan Allen as a top five, or even probably. I mean, I definitely don't look at him as a top ten wide receiver. So, I mean, what 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 are we defining overrated? You know, are we saying top ten is overrated if somebody puts him in the top ten, or are we saying, you know, top fifteen? You know, like because Keenan Allen is a good wide receiver, so. My question is: Is how are we going to define how if if he is or isn't overrated? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I think it's all about perception, really, because you know, like you just said, it depends where you where you think he's at. Because I mean, I think he's really good and I like him, but uh, he's not top five. He's not top ten. He's probably top fifteen. And and really, that's not even a knock on him. I mean, that just tells you how many really good wide receivers there are in the NFL. So, I mean, yeah, in a lot I mean, of ways, depending on where you have him ranked, you could ask if he's underrated. You know, I mean, it all depends kind of where you have him, you know, placed at. I mean, the last three years, so 2017, he had almost 1,400 yards receiving. 2018, he almost had 1,200. And 2019, he almost had 1,200. And he had six touchdowns in all three of those years. And then as well, throughout those three guy. years. Huh? Not a red phone guy. No, no, no he's not. But yeah, I mean, let's face the fact: when the the Chargers got down to the red zone, it was always the running game to get him in. So, uh, I mean, he has this almost a seventy percent catch rating. So, I mean, he's a good wide receiver. There's no doubt. I mean, what really hinders hindered him from being considered a top was those back to back fluke years of injuries. I mean, in 2015 and 2016, I mean. I like Keenan. I could almost argue him saying he's a top 10, like 10 wide receiver, but 
But I, I have them at, at 10 or 9. Honestly, you have a bad year this year. I'm going to move them all the way down at 15. It's just not enough there to consider well, him. Well, he's not going to have a great year this year because it's going to be Tyrod Taylor for a little bit, and then it's going to be a rookie quarterback. So you can't really, you know, def, you know, fault Keenan Allen this year for having maybe a, a, a slump year because let's face the fact, if Tyrod does start for half the season or even a quarter of the season, they're not the Chargers are not going to have the passing stats that they usually did under Philip Rivers. Tyrod just doesn't throw the football, and if he does, it's not a bomb, you know, th- throw. It's usually a dink and dunk. So that would be very helpful for Austin Eckler in that way. But in my opinion, Keenan, none of these wide receivers right now are receivers I would touch for fantasy purposes and for you know, you know, you're going to have to look at it in the scope of as a team, how good is the team going to be? Because you can't imagine the Chargers this year probably as a playoff team because it's a rookie t- quarterback and a a journeyman quarterback. So, I mean, if Keenan Allen can get – I mean, Keenan Allen also in these last three years, he had 102 receptions, 97 receptions, and 104 receptions. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. He's definitely a good wide receiver. Um, but I'll be shocked if Keenan Allen gets to 70 receptions this year with the, the team and how they're going to be. So we'll go ahead. Do you have any other uh, arguments or thoughts on that, uh, Hater or Cowboy? I'm good. No, I'm good. All right. Next well, next and final question we have from uh, our fans is at Mike C. Fantasy wants to know our thoughts on Michael Pittman Jr. What do you got there, uh, Cowboy? you have any thoughts on Michael um, Pittman Jr.? Yeah, I mean – I, I really liked Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I liked him during the draft process. I, li- I like where he went. He's Indiana- in Indianapolis, and um, that's good for two reasons. The first one is there really isn't a lot of competition for him. I mean, he should get reps right out of the gate. The only wide receiver they got there that's really noteworthy is T.Y. Hilton. So he should get a good amount of playing time right out of the gate. And I also like that he gets to play with Phillip Rivers because he gets to play with a veteran quarterback and not some – bum or some rookie you know he gets to play with a, a an established guy and I think he'll actually have a pretty good rookie year too yeah I agree I like a lot of the things you just said um I, I like Michael Pittman a lot I you know I definitely was sleeping on him at first I know I uh during this uh, draft process I uh I would love to give the guy the shout out on who it was I mean I know we talked about it multiple times you know he had I can't think of his name right now. I'm sorry. But he had Michael Pittman Jr. going in the first throughout the whole process, and he had him going to my Packers throughout the whole process. I wish I could give you a shout-out because you really called the nail on the no, head. No, I, I told him that the Packers would take Michael Pittman. I wish they did. <laughs> but that's I wish a different they did story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot. Tyler pretty much hit everything on the head. I mean, it's just going to be hard maybe for him to see the field. I mean, I know they drafted him in the second, but they also drafted Paris Campbell in the second last year. They have T.Y. Hilton. So, I mean, Michael Pittman, for a rookie, I think we're looking at, you know, a good year for a rookie. I'll just say that. You'll have a good year for a rookie. You know, I'm probably thinking, you know, five, 600 yards and 40 receptions and a couple touchdowns. And that's nothing to scoff at for a rookie quarter, a rookie in the NFL. What do you got to say about uh, Michael Pittman Jr. there, Hater? So I was parlaying this into our last mailbag question. I, when I was looking at Michael Pittman, I, Mike and Harrison was Keenan Allen. 
little bit taller than Ethan Allen, but this guy picks up, never likes to pay by him. He picks up first downs after first downs after first downs. And what does Philip Rivers do on third down? He wants to find that outlet guy. Who's the middle outlet guy for Philip Rivers in Indianapolis? It's not going to be T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's going to be the guy. So is it Paris Campbell or Michael Pittman? Or is it going to be one of those running backs? Remember, they brought in Jonathan Stewart, and they also have a... Uh, oh, Jonathan man. Stewart? Not Jonathan. They brought in a running back. Not Jonathan. Was it not Jonathan Stewart? I thought he was hired a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it the corpse? The corpse of Jonathan Stewart? I, I really yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Wisconsin running back I really guy. didn't know it. The, the, oh, the Wisconsin oh, running back. Oh, uh, uh, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, okay, gotcha. Jonathan okay, Taylor. Yeah. Hey, this this is a good time to let everybody know. Lil B's under the weather, so I think he might be like out of his mind just a tad today. We gotta give him a little break. Yeah, I am definitely not feeling the hottest. So yes, that is correct. I have been texting all day with a girl, and I have made him look like a fool multiple times because I cannot text correctly today. So we're just gonna keep moving on. <laughs> Because I can't feel right. But, yes, they, I mean, easily, it can be easily uh, Jonathan Taylor as the outfit, outlet guy. Because, as I mentioned, when we were talking about Keenan Allen, uh, Phillip Rivers loves the outlet guy and the loves the guy like Austin Eckler. So, Jonathan Taylor or Nakeem Hines or Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Marlon so, Mack. I mean, that's going to be more of the outlet guy, I think, in this offense over uh, over another wide receiver. I mean, I, I mean, I, I like – I'm not hitting hating on Pittman. I like Pittman a lot. He landed in a great situation. But, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, he's definitely going to be the third wide receiver. I mean, Zach Pascal, Markin Johnson, Desmel Patman. I mean, Chad Williams. I mean, none of these guys are something you got to worry about. But, you know, we're still talking about a rookie wide receiver and can he pick up the offense and everything else. So, I mean, it – you know, it's, it's going to take a year or two for him to – become anything i mean do you guys have any more thoughts or did we pretty much cover that question yeah i think we're good on that one all right do you guys have any uh closing thoughts for today or are we uh good to let our uh fans go for the uh, evening i just want to thank little me for on the show this is basically like this jordan flu game <laughs> i have i have uh i have a mute button on my mic and i have hit that thing like a hundred times throughout this podcast to make sure you guys didn't hear my coughing so yes i i've been playing you know, the best I can. Sorry for the rough opening and uh, the r- couple trips throughout the middle of the podcast, but I promise I'll be better next week and uh, bring a better performance for everybody out there. Uh, if there's no other closing thoughts, I'll go ahead and let uh, Tyler uh, kick us out with our uh, our tag and everything else. Okay, so I butchered this last week, but I got it down pat this week. So you can find our show at on Twitter at the Twitter handle at ATMisfitsPod. And we also, our show is on Spotify. It's also on iTunes. So if you could like, share, whatever, you know, review, whatever you guys do, we would really appreciate that. Yes, I yes, I concur. Uh, and you go ahead and uh, give out your Twitter handle so our fans can also follow you. I'm at Brunelli Sports. Tyler? I am at, my personal page is at P underscore Dement. And Hater. I'm at All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close it out for the day. Thank you for listening.